The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. Our reading talks about being in the desert, and I will have to say, being from the desert, it's really good to be back. Again, my name is John Eustace. I've been a Viatorian for nearly 20 years, and this year I'm a transitional deacon. And uh, it's just good to be breaking open the Word. So this 40-day journey of Lent has begun. It began last week on Ash Wednesday, where I understand a bunch of young people were right here in the church at about 4.30 in the morning receiving their ashes before they went to Youth Day. I met them there. I flew from Chicago out there. But it also happened to be, if you remember, St. Valentine's Day, the day of love. Now, what an opportunity this year we had on Ash Wednesday and St. Valentine's Day to understand how love is really what is at the center of this six-week-plus journey, the journey that peels back to the center the original meaning of relationship. And the ashes that we received... And if you missed them, don't worry, it's okay. We still have six weeks of Lent. The ashes we received, the dust that was smeared on our foreheads, came from the palms that were used last year at Palm Sunday. And these palms are the ones that we remember that were waved and welcomed Jesus on his final journey to Jerusalem, right before he put his divine love into its ultimate action of death and resurrection. Sisters and brothers, this is a true love story. How fitting that we started this year's journey on the same day as Valentine's, when couples take an effort to rekindle that love that originally brought them together. You know, stripping away the, the trappings of the normal day, being alone together. And really, this is what the journey of Lent is all about as well. A peeling back to, a rekindling of the original love God has for us through the life of Jesus Christ. That love is seen both in the approval of people waving the palms and in the ashes that indicate the ways of the world are not always open to the loving presence and words of Christ. Because 
Christ exposes to us where love is missing. And this exposure for many is threatening. Our journey in this life of following Christ begins with a splash, with baptism. Do you remember your baptism? Maybe some of you do, but I would guess most of us don't have a clear memory of it because we were infants. But that water was being poured over our head as the priest or the deacon said your name and the name that your parents gave you, said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, water splashing everywhere. And then we are anointed as priest, prophet, and king, literally anointed with oil. And we are in the Spirit, we were baptized in the Spirit because there's a purpose to our lives. There's a job to do with our very lives, a job description to point to God with our lives, with Jesus Christ as our model, the one to follow, to live this life for that love of God, to be felt, to be known, and to be lived in the world. We are truly baptized in the life and the death of Christ. Palms and ashes. And isn't it true with our lives that sometimes there are the glorious palm-waving days, and at other times there seems to be nothing left but those ashes, a time of burnout where life might seem stark. Several years ago, I found myself in a position where life did feel stark. And I needed to understand what was left, what was smoldering in the ashes of my life. You see, my father had recently died, and I was also dealing with a couple mental health challenges. So I felt driven to go on a journey into the Rocky Mountains, into the Front Range just outside of Colorado Springs. A time for prayer, a time for peeling back and looking at what was in my life. And I have to tell you, it was a solo backpacking trek. U.S. Forest Service said, don't do it, and I went ahead and did it anyway. And I was walking along this trail. I planned to be out there for four days. I had everything ready. You know, I'm an Eagle Scout. I, I know what I'm doing. And I had everything ready. And as I was walking, it was the best decision of my life. It was also the worst decision of my life. It was the most exhilarating decision of my life, and, and it was the scariest decision in my life, and that was just the first quarter mile. And that's when I, I planned the trip. I had a water pump, and as long as I was near a water source that was coming down, even if it was just a small trickle, I knew I would be fine. But that's when a messenger, a fellow backpacker, was coming the opposite direction and said to me, there's no water that way for three days. Ooh, I need to be close to that water. The direction I planned to go was not going to happen. This was scary. And literally, my thirst for water changed the direction of my path. 
And here we are on this first Sunday of Lent, right after his baptism in the Jordan River, with water still dripping off of him, the Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert for 40 days, where he was tempted by Satan. And it also says he was among the wild beasts. We don't know what those temptations were, it doesn't tell us, or what wild beasts he was dealing with. But what we are told is that the angels ministered to him. And we know he kept close to the source. He kept close to that source of baptism and the water dripping off of him. So through our baptism, we have been committed, we are committed to following Christ, following him through the waters of baptism in the Jordan River and out into our own desert that has real temptations and real beasts to contend with. In this desert time, some of us are with the wild beasts of mental illness, joblessness, loneliness, dealing with the expectations of other people for our lives, feeling overwhelmed of what needs to be done, and even the wild beasts of loss due to death of a loved one or a death of a friendship or even the beast of addiction. Then there are the wild beasts that threaten society, childhood poverty, shootings, unquenchable thirst for drugs, war-torn neighborhoods and countries, and factors that drive people to migration to flee for their lives. As followers of Christ, we commit each year to this Lenten journey for 40 days. But it's not a lonely journey. Sure, it's a personal journey, but it's a journey with others, and we are not alone. These beasts, these wild beasts that are out there, God does not inflict them on us. He's not testing us. But he provides us with the angels to accompany us as we deal with these desert times in our lives. This is the community of the baptized, those who have the water dripping off of them, keeping close to those baptismal waters and keeping close to one another. Dripping waters of baptism to the desert beasts, palms waving and smoldering ashes, No matter where the journey takes us, no matter where we choose to go, God is present. God has angels there with us. God is waiting and divine love is intended to be put into action by those of us who are dripping with the baptismal waters. And fortunately, we have this 40-day tradition of Lent. We go on this journey on our personal paths of prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And if you haven't figured out what you're doing yet, we still have six weeks. Talk to one another. Find out what you would like to do to open that up. But it's a journey of knowing who we are in the eyes of God through stripping away and getting back to the core of the love, of the actions that shows the divine love through us to others. We are called to be a messenger. We are called to be witnesses to those who are waiting 
for those baptismal waters to appear in their drought. So in each week, we continue to follow Christ into Jerusalem, confronting those wild beasts, getting closer to the original story of divine love, and then also to place all that burdens us and the world onto this altar to be transformed into the new story of love that, we'll, that we literally will ingest into our bodies and share the life of the baptized as a sign of hope for the life of the world.